Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello. Hello once again. Welcome. Welcome to the Secrets of the High Demand Coach. And I'm here with yet another high demand coach, and that is the one and only Nicole Wright. Nicole is a champion for female empowerment. She has 15 years of experience in coaching and consulting with female entrepreneurs to help them lean into their feminine energy and boldly dominate their niche as a CEO. Now, in 2009, at the peak of her coaching practice, she found out that she had a birth defect called a Chiari malformation number two, which required two brain surgeries, not one, but two brain surgeries and tragically forced her to quit working as a coach and consultant. Now she fought her way through rehabilitation and was able to start coaching again in 2017 and has been doing so ever since. Well, Nicole, I am so excited to have you on the show. I cannot wait for uh, you know our ability to kind of dive in on what you do and how you help female entrepreneurs in their journey to becoming a CEO. But before we get into that, I'd love to just hear a little bit about this story. Uh, first off, how did you, you, what were you doing before coaching uh, and how did you ultimately make the leap? Um, before coaching, I worked at IRS. I did that work in government and I could not stand working there. I don't know how people work there. I feel that it takes a little bit of your soul to work in a place like that. You're not permitted to help people. I mean, you're you're just there to take, 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 take. I got wrote up so many times for not sticking to the script and telling them we we have a lien, we want your money. I'm like, come on, she just lost her dad for God's sake. I mean, she needs to figure out how to get the state. She needs to do this, she needs to do that. So I got wrote up to so many times for just trying to help people. So that let me know right then and there, I need to do something else. I have other skills that's definitely not being used here. Yeah. <laughs> so um, round about, I say, hmm, 2013, whenever my space was a hit, and that was a long time ago, um, I started out coaching all men. That's, that's what I started out doing and helping them break into the rap industry. Now, that was a profitable market, but it wasn't a sustainable market. Learned that from the courses. So, yeah, I love those right there. Uh, so it was, it was a profitable market, but it wasn't a sustainable market. I had a detective to get in touch with me about uh, one of my clients, and I heard two phrases, guilty by association or guilty after the fact. I said, okay, so... I don't want to get caught up, caught up with anything else. And 
knowing that my clients are probably 99% of them are probably doing something illegal, I think I need to just leave this down, shut this down. <laughs> now, going from making 10000 a client to $17 an hour was a humbling experience wow. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> But I started working for temporary agencies and I worked up in this one place and I looked at the wall and I saw that there were only two women there on the organizational chart. And it really just irritated me because I said, look, I've gotten a bachelor's degree. I said, I know women are in in college. I know they're getting degrees. So why are they not over finance? Why are they not in engineering? Why are they not there? Why are they just over human resources and just over customer relations? So I got fed up about it and I stormed out out of my interview. And that's when I decided that I wasn't just going to coach women to climb up the ladder. I wanted them to have their own. Yeah. And have their own table. So that's where I started at. And when I started to get sick, um, all of that is a big blur because there's like six years of my life that wow. due to the surgery, I can't remember. So I can't remember how good or how bad those six years were. I can't remember anything about the business or anything. Luckily, I was I printed some things out, you know, mission statement, core values, things like that, um, profit and loss statement. So I knew what everything was doing. I just had no recollection of it. Wow. So I knew, I knew that I've done a tax business. I was a homeschool consultant for atheists. I mean, so I, <laughs> I've been all over. I had some pretty interesting niche markets, mm-hmm. but they were, they were profitable and sustainable, but I didn't have the passion for it. Yeah. So it didn't last. So you need to have a purpose and you need to have a passion in order to sustain yourself when you're in that early struggle, trying to get the wave, trying to get to the fun stage. It's yeah. your why that's going to sustain you and ground you until you get to the fun stage. Yeah. That's what's going to keep you there. Wow. Wow. And so you you came back, you've got this kind of this cabinet full of documents, right? Uh, in 2017, you decided to start coaching again um, and you start helping entrepreneurs. Tell us a little bit today, you know, uh, uh, the fruition of all of this. What would you say some of the most important work you're doing for your clients? Um, the most important thing first is letting the women have develop their identity. So many of them have just for I don't know whether it's due to society or through their life's experiences. They don't have the belief in themselves that they can achieve something mm. like they was like, oh, well, you know, you know, maybe if it wasn't for this or and a lot of them have the perfection ideal like well you know it's just not the right time i'm like there'll never be a right time it's never going to be a right moment it's never going to be the right time to start a business it's never going to be the right time to do that webinar (laughs) to do that class to do that course it's never going to be the right time so you just have to do it you know you have to do the messy action messy action over perfection 
Yes. And that's the thing that I have to drill into ladies up front to get them to realize that once they can get over the imposter syndrome, the money, the poor relationship with money, which that is a big one. Mm. A lot of them do not even see themselves deserving of receiving abundance. Well, wow. if you if you have that mindset and you put that out there, then you're never going to get over that hurdle. And how can you expect to receive abundance if you don't put it out there that you're going to actually receive it? Yeah. And everything is in mindset. And that's where that's why that's the first. I have um, my own method that I develop and it's called the Mocha method. And it starts with meditation, um, meditation, visualization and journaling. And seeing yourself in your future pace self and what the business looks like, what your personal uh, life looks like, and you're journaling that down. And then we do the action plan to what are the actual steps it's going to take so that those uh, visions become reality. Mm. So that's how we um, get the subconscious to align with the conscious mind. Yeah. And then we lead into the offer, offer okay. optimization. Mm -hmm. Everything, if something doesn't work out, is 95% due to the offer. Because you've never had anybody sell anything with a bad offer. Right. So that's where, now you, you've got some people out there with bad products, but they have very good marketing. So mm. that's how you get the duds out there. And that's how you get the coaches that really can't coach themselves out of the bathroom, yet they've been able to get these people. And these people have paid their hard-earned money, but they haven't went anywhere to show for it. They haven't learned anything that they can put into practice. Right. And it's more than just about um, downloading some something that they Googled off the internet. No, they have to be willing to give these people something that they can put into action and actually build their business. Yeah. So yeah, there are a lot of imposters out there. So yeah, there I sure think are. that's the problem. It's um it, it's it's interesting, especially in this space. Again, you've mentioned yes. it here, uh, but this early struggle, right? Where it's like you've got to get stuff done. You talked about messy is better than perfection. It is a very action-oriented time. And what mm -hmm. happens uh when uh, especially in, in coaching is that a lot of coaches work with later stage organizations as well. And and there's a point where uh, if you just jump straight into action, you actually cause more problems than if you take the time to sit and think. And so some of those theories, some of those practices, they they have a much higher return on investment, if you will, in later stages. And one of the big challenges I have with the coaching industry is we don't really recognize the difference that the time plays into this, right? And so we try and coach in early struggle the same way that we would coach in, you know, Whitewater or Predictable Success or these later stages, these more mature organizations. And you're right. What it leads to is really, really smart entrepreneurs who aren't entrepreneurs in six months, right? Like, and you, you can't, I love this about your approach. You can't really, you can't 
think your way out of early struggle, but you also can't get out of early struggle unless you change your mindset, right? There's a little bit of a catch-22 in that. And, and I love the way that you've kind of, you've brought those together and saying, hey, we do have to stop and think about where are we going, right? You you have to challenge those presumptions and assume constraints and, uh, and, and you, you got to lay those out there, but then you have to take action. And so the question that I have for you though, because that everyone gets that, right? But so few people do it. So what is it that prevents entrepreneurs, especially the female entrepreneurs that you work with from, from taking the actions that they need to take to succeed? Mostly it's fear. It's mm. fear. And it's not so much a fear of failure as it is fear of success. Wow. You know, what if it, you know, everybody can have that conversation with what if it fails? What if nobody comes? What if nobody shows up? What if they do? Then comes the question, can I deliver? Yeah. Wow. So I think fear, which is just, you know, it just, it, it's just, it immobilizes them. And it keeps them from playing big, going all out. It just keeps them from showing up in their business. And then they're up there doing the coulda, shoulda, woulda. Mm. And next thing you know, it's a year has went by, two years it went by, and they're still in the same spot. And so the reason why, and I, I'm in the fun stage, but I also have my own processes and systems in the fun stage because the more structure you have, the more time you will have back. Yeah. As a solopreneur, I know that I can't be everything to everybody. So therefore, I am one function on one day. I'm another function on another day. And I'm another function on another day. So finances get its own day. Social media, marketing gets its own day. Legal gets its own day. And I've been, that's how I've been able to do this for 15 something years by myself. Now I know I have a bigger vision. So that team is coming. So those two courses really um, explain how the different, how the leaders leaders are in a different way that I've never heard them explain. As far as the visionary, the operator, and the processor and the synergist. And I'm like, yeah, I think I have come across some synergists, you know, just thinking about that right there. And um, I'm like, I don't know. I think I think I do better with a processor than an operator. I think that's probably my person that I need, you know, because I am a visionary and I do have this shiny ball syndrome that I am working on. <laughs> I am working on that. I am at Alvin and from the chipmunks in progress. I'm in problem work in process. But yeah, that's that's the problem with visionaries. They see this, they do this, and then something else gets their attention and they like, I'm I'm coming right back. And then yeah, that's that's a visionary for you. It's so it's so true. It's so true. And like <laughs> a fellow visionary, so I'm feeling every word that you say. But uh, how how do you help folks? Because this is a real thing, right? And if we're not careful, we can do work to avoid work, right? We can jump busy, to the next thing the because it's interesting. Syndrome. Yeah, it's the busy bee syndrome. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So how do you rein that in? And because here's here's the problem. The the lingering question in everyone's mind, uh, every visionary's mind is, but what if that's the better way? 
right? And so they abandoned the current way to chase after what could be a better way, right? And, and how do you help folks to recognize when it's time to make the leap or when it's time to stay the course? First of all, you have to have you have, whatever process you've chosen, you have to give it course. You have to let it have its time, its duration. You yeah. can't say, oh, I've done this for three weeks. It's time to move on. I'm like, no, give it at least a quarter, three months. See how it goes. If it hasn't moved you forward, then it's time to access something and think about doing something else. Everything should be moving the needle forward in your business. So if you are still at the same place and you've been doing this consistently for a quarter, then it may be time to like you say, switch to something else. But I, I would say give it at least 90 days. That's my benchmark for what I do. Yeah. 90 it, days. Yeah. It's such because uh, I would say the average visionary is looking like I can wait. I can, I can, I can, I can wait 90 minutes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and, and so, yeah, I think that's it's just a great, great piece of advice. Give it not a couple of days, not a couple of weeks, but give it a couple of months to really come through and, and, uh, uh, yeah, I love that as a general rule. Now, you mentioned two words earlier on. I want to come back to those. You mentioned purpose and passion and 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 the role of those in helping get these new organizations up off the ground. Uh, but the question that I have is, how do you differentiate? What is the difference between purpose and passion? Um, passion is what lights you up. It, it's a feeling deep down inside. It's something that just... You know, when somebody comes to you and they talk about it, it's the first thing you want to talk about. You can talk about it all day. It's something that just makes you glow. Your purpose is what you're here for. The good thing is when they overlap. Once they overlap, you're you're where you're supposed to be. And it doesn't feel like work anymore because wow. you, you you're in your group that you're doing what you're supposed to do. Uh, when you you have to define what your purpose is and what your passion is, and you that takes a lot of soul searching and reflection deep within mm. to meditate on that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Uh, all right, so I want to shift gears here on you uh, and and ask you a question. I like to ask all my guests, and and it's this: What is the biggest secret that you wish wasn't a secret at all? What's that one thing that you wish every uh, person listening today? new i wish that everyone knew the power of partnership marketing it is so that's what we're doing right now and it's it's advertising it's publicity and it's cheaper than ads You know, you don't have to go put on an ad campaign for Facebook and for Google and wonder, oh, did I get my audiences right? Did I filter right? Did I get the right? Did I I put the right post? Did I, I, you're asking yourself all these questions. But when you sit up here and you schedule a podcast, you're harnessing the audience of other people. And that's partnership marketing. Yeah. And to me, I think it's the biggest, the biggest influence on a company's um, success. 
It's fantastic. Yeah, it's I, I love it too. I mean, it's why a big part of why we do this podcast and uh, the idea um, of going out there and just dumping, dumping, like you're saying, money and money and money after ads. Uh, oftentimes, and this goes back to your other point, if you don't have your offer nailed down right, that's a really expensive proposition. But an opportunity to come out and do this to to communicate it live with other people to enjoy the conversations that come out of that you get to interact with it a lot more than you do ads or paid ads and and uh, and it's a lot more fun so uh, i love yeah. that it's such a great great point um now one other question that i want to ask you here and then uh, i want to make sure folks know how they can get in touch with you but uh, i'm going to actually for a second have you take off your coach hat your consultant hat your advisor okay. hat i'm going to have you put on your ceo hat for a moment jump into okay. the ring with the rest of us and tell us What's the next stage of growth look like for you and your business? Um, the next growth stage for me is going to be masterminding. That's the thing I am looking forward to doing. I mean, I already do a 12-month group coaching program, but it's not masterminding. Um, I think masterminding and then retreat will be the next thing that I look forward to. But like I said, I know in doing that, I'm going to have to build a team. So like I said, those two courses that you put out there, those were very, very informational and uh, something that I'm going to, you know, dig in more deeper as I try to build my team together so that I can, you know, fulfill this vision that I have. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Now, how can folks find out more about you? I know there's, you know, especially there's a female entrepreneur out there that's like, oh my goodness, like she's, how does she know all of this about me? So where, where can they find out more about your work and, and how you can help? Um, um, my website is www.mahoneconsulting.com and there's a big old link that says, you know, apply now right there on the homepage. Um, because I do have a screening process so that I know that the right fit ladies are, you know, are joining. Um, I can, my LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram handle is at Mahone Consulting. So I can, you can find me that way or by the website. That's excellent. Excellent. Well, Nicole, it was just an honor and privilege to have you on. Just some excellent, excellent advice that all of us need to hear. Uh, so thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And to those of you watching and listening, you know, your time and attention mean the world to us. I hope you got as much out of this conversation as I did. And I cannot wait to see you next time. Take care. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. 
we are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes. Go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.